Hi, my name is Tim Herr. Welcome to the Proven Path podcast. So we have Veronica Seva. Spain's a beautiful country. When we when we work with a lot of you know when we work with a lot of those customers, um, give us some tips to the listeners about Spain and how to work with some of our uh, customers from Spain. Sure. So the first thing I would say, and I would say it doesn't just apply to Spain. Actually, it applies to many countries in Europe. Is um, first of all, don't assume. Uh, don't think that because you read a book about Spain or Spanish people, we don't all take naps. I want to be very clear about that. We don't all sleep in the afternoon. Um, but just don't assume, you know, like everybody's different. Not because they're from Spain, they're going to want the same, you know, treatment or the same things. Can you give us a breakdown on how real estate typically works in Spain and how what they expect when they come over to the United States? Sure. So I actually work with two types of clientele. Uh, the first one is the one with cash, right? That's the easy path. I mean, if you have cash, you can buy a house, no problem. Now, the second one is actually the ones that have a visa, and they have different types of visa. I work with a lot of clients for Inter-American Development Bank and World Bank. Um, so they do actually can get a loan from either the credit union, sometimes even from other banks here, as long as they have some, you know, a little bit of credit history and they have some money in the bank, they'll be able to get a loan. Do they have Do they have the understanding of what credit really is? That's a great question. You know, I can give you my my own personal story. When I first came to the U.S., I wanted to buy a property, so we hire a um, agent. And that reminds me that one of the reasons why I'm getting my CRS is because you want an educated agent. Uh, that agent didn't sit us down to ask, ask what do we wanted. She didn't even know I, was, I wasn't I was a U.S. citizen or a, or a resident. I was here just with a visa. And, you know, we were just all around looking at properties. And then when we found the property we want, I realized what was credit. I had no idea. So no, don't assume that people that come to this country, they know what credit means, credit history or credit scores, because in many countries outside of the U.S., we don't have that system. It's totally different. One of the questions that always comes up that people ask me is, who's actually the, the, the decision maker in the family? Who actually <laughs> makes the decision to purchase the home? That's a great question, too. Um, I think it's a little different from everybody, but I mean, I heard the story today, and I think it's totally truth that make the wife happy, right? I think I said that a while <laughs> yes, ago. Yes, <laughs> you did say that, and I think it's it's totally truth, right? Um, I don't think that people here brings the whole family because obviously most of the times their whole family is not here, like their parents. But if you're in Spain, it is true that, you know, my mom who does real estate in Spain, um, she'll have the family and then their parents want to come and their grandparents want to come. So you may show actually the property four or five times before they make a decision. I think that's typical with anybody, right? Yes, in other countries. So, Tim, tell us about the Korean culture. The Korean culture is quite unique as well. You know, I deal with a lot of Korean clients. You know, they always look for residential. They, look, they love commercial. Uh, they love commercial properties. But residential has a special heart because they usually um, have their grandparents that live with them. They always look for education. The, school, the first question they always ask is education. Where, where, where is the school? What's the ranking on the school? I don't care where I live. I just want to live in that school district, and I'll move again for the middle school, and I'll move again for the high school. So if you can capture that client that first time, guess who they're going to call the second time, the third time, to sell their house and buy their house? So that's six different times you've actually made a transaction right there. So what about financing? Koreans are cash. Uh, cash is king. Uh, just like the Chinese culture, Korean culture, the Asian culture in general, the, the concept of credit, again, is very, very fluid. They don't understand it. They don't understand why. You know, what is credit? 
Um, so a lot of international buyers will use cash to purchase their properties. And again, EB-5 is a very popular program. You have to be very well versed in EB-5 because that is usually a question, can, does EB-5 qualify for residential? You know, does residential housing qualify for EB-5s? So you have to be able to know, you know, be able to answer those kind of questions left and right. They, and one of the important things with when you're working with Asian clients is they know more about the property than you do because they will Google Earth it, Google Map it, they will look at the tax records, and they might even quiz you. I had a client that quizzed me. They're like, hey, so this house is you know, 4,000 square feet, right? And I was like, absolutely. And he's like, actually, it's 6,000 square feet. Uh, and it's, you know, has a, you know, and it has a power line that's on the other side of the property. Did you know about all that? And of course, I'm like, oh, of, of course I did. I'm, I'm a qualified agent. Of course I know what I'm talking about. But it, it was a very humbling experience. And you quickly learned that they know a lot about the property. So what is an AV5? To quickly sum it up, an EB-5 is a type of special visa. It's an investment visa. It is a, uh, and I it very hesitantly say it's a quick track for um, uh, for the green card, but it is very popular because of the incentive of having a green card at the end of the investment. So, Tim, can you please tell how credit works in Korea, if they have any system in Korea? In Korea, there is a system of credit. It is slowly, it is slowly being built upon the U.S. system. So back in the 80s and the 90s, I believe, there was not that kind of concept. There was, everything was cash. Uh, the concept of loans is getting more frequent. Uh, you know, they usually all, you know, it's, or you, it, it's, it's a lot more rental situation. You repay back the loan as a rental type situation. But in the U.S., so when they bring that concept back over here, they're, they're very curious on, you know, they're, they're astounded that we can actually get a loan. And the fact that we can leverage, they love that concept. But once they realize that they can do that, with a certain amount of percent down, they're like, oh, I can, instead of buying $100,000, putting the $100,000 down, I can buy a $400,000 property. And that's very important. That's very lucrative. And obviously, that's, you want to make sure that your client can actually sustain the mortgage payments, of course. Uh, but, you know, that has been a very key thing of, um, about leverage. So, Tim, what would be your recommendation to an agent uh, that is working with a different kilter than the American kilter? Where can we find some resources to have a successful transaction and give a good service to our clients? I'm going to ask you the same question in a second. But uh, for me, definitely, uh, you know, doing the preliminary questions and, ha and asking them, hey, what ethnicity are you? Where are you from? Where are your parents from? And usually that, you know, it's, it, you, you, don't, you, you don't need to be so direct, but usually asking, hey, where are your parents from? You know, where, you know, what, you know, what kind of, what, what kind of house are you looking for? What kind of market are you looking for? One of the biggest misconceptions I think that people always have is that, you know, language is a barrier and, you know, people think that I'm always Korean, because I'm Korean that I can't, you know, relate back to you or whatever like that. But I think that's just very, that's a, that's a, I think that's a misnomer. I think it's a, it's a, just a misconception that you can work with any culture as long as you know the, the, how to work with that culture. And I think one of the important things that you can, that, that as everyone as a, as a CRS, as a need can know, or people who have their uh, designation, is that you can quickly call on another CRS as a need that speaks that culture or speaks that language or that knows that culture. And that is the value of the CRS designation. And that is the value of having uh, this, uh, this, this amazing group of people that can help each other out. Because I think that when you become a family, and when she become the family, you're able to call upon that person and be like, hey, Veronica, hey, I have a client from Spain. Can you help me out? I'll give you a quick referral. If you can just help me out and translate a little bit, help me, you know, what, what, give me my pitfalls. Tell me what I can and cannot say and can I cannot do. And I think that's very important. 
So Tim, I think you're totally right. If you have challenges with a client because it's from another culture, just make sure you contact one of your CRS uh, colleagues and you can find that information on the directory that it comes by which languages they know and which countries they know. Absolutely. So thank you everybody for listening. You are listening to the Proven Path podcast. The opinions expressed here are the views of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Council of Residential Specialists or the National Association of Realtors. Thanks for listening to the Proven Path podcast. If you have any questions or topic suggestions for the show, send an email to solutions at crs.com.